0: Hello and welcome to the Knowledge Without College podcast. This is your host, Patrick Butler, and today I have an interesting episode to share with you. I just had a conversation with a gentleman named Brandon Straka, who is the founder and leader of the Walk Away Movement, which is focused on walking away from the Democratic Party. Uh, I wanted to talk to Brandon because I had seen on Twitter people accuse him of being a Russian bot or an internet troll, but uh, he is telling the truth and is honest about why he has this movement. I think there's a lot of people that share a similar uh, or shared a similar experience as him in the, during the 2016 election cycle, uh, myself included. And you know, regardless of your political inclination or you know whatever party you identify with, I think it's important to examine our two party system and to be especially diligent and especially. Uh, critical of a party if they are are acting corruptly within that system because it's bad enough as it is. So, without further delay, enjoy this conversation with Brandon Straka. <music> Brandon, thank you so much for joining us. It's a real honor to have you on the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. So for the listeners out there who maybe are not familiar with what you do, what you're all about, would you mind sharing with them a little bit about your background and, and what you've been working on the past few years?
1: Well, yeah, it's actually just over one year. Oh. Cool. Uh, so this is all, uh, yeah, it's all, <laughs> it's all very new and very fast-paced and explosive and crazy. Uh, so yeah, I'm Brendan Strzok. I started the walk away campaign uh, that's if for anybody who goes on Twitter or social media they're seeing this hashtag that people are using constantly hashtag walk away it's a, a movement that I created in May of 2018 to uh, get people to leave the Democrat Party to walk away from the ideology of liberalism the liberal media and just I think from a cultural standpoint where the liberal progressive left is is headed and taking America and you know the the party that's embracing this, which is the Democrat party. So it's a movement away from the political left.
0: And so what was sort of the instigating moment for you? Cause I mean, your whole movement, you've captured so many other people's experience in this same situation. What was it for you? Yeah. So, um,
1: for me it was, you know, I voted for Hillary Clinton and, uh, I, I uh, was very, you know, upset and distraught and, and horrified when Donald Trump got elected. And so I went on a quest to try to understand why and how anybody could vote for this person, because I was believing everything that the media was saying uh, about him, you know? And so I was just like, why would anybody vote for this man who's such an overt racist and a bigot and a homophobe and a monster and all of these terrible things? So, uh in January of two thousand and seventeen, I posted on social media um, something to the effect of, you know, I would never be able to understand why how anybody could uh, vote for a man who would who stood before a cheering crowd and mocked a reporter's disability. And somebody reached out to me with a video entitled "Debunking that Trump Mocked the Disabled Reporter," which was a compilation of footage showing Donald Trump in numerous circumstances throughout the years doing that same voice and that same gesture as he did that day when he was accused of mocking a reporter's disability. But um, in each circumstance, it was very clear that this was just a voice and a gesture that he does when he's imitating anybody who's caught in a lie or doing something dishonest or doing something shady, etc. And so it was very clear that he didn't mock that reporter's disability at all, but the media made it seem as though he did. And that really triggered something in me because I thought, well, why would the media want me to be more upset than I need to be? Why would the media want me to believe something terrible happened when in fact it didn't? And they knew it didn't because they were there. They saw the whole, you know, they've seen him do that gesture before. They knew the full context of that moment, but they intentionally grabbed that moment and spun it out of context to try to create the worst possible narrative surrounding it that he was making fun of someone who's disabled and i just i i thought that that was astounding i mean i couldn't really understand why the media or how the media that i had trusted my whole life could be capable of such a thing you know and i'm a gay man and the same media is telling us all the time that you know donald trump is going to roll back gay rights mike pence is going to put us into concentration camps uh, you know all this crazy shit am i allowed to swear on this show oh yeah Okay, well, don't get me started. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> it's like opening Pandora's box. But um, I, it's, so anyway, so and this is the same thing that they do to black people and Hispanic people and all these different minorities, and that's what got the light bulb flickering for me. You know, I was like, is it possible that the media that I've been believing is lying, and not only lying but but, but manipulating my fear? as a minority and that they're also doing this to other minorities like black and Hispanic and uh, uh, women and uh, Jewish people and you know, any racial, religious, gender, sexual minority. And so I started researching this and as it turns out, yes, that's exactly what they're doing and they do it all the time. They do it uh, to all these different groups and it's not just the minority classes, I mean the whole Mueller report, uh, and Russian collusion. It was all a lie. This impeachment inquiry is all a lie. Jussie Smullett was all a lie. Brent, Brett Kavanaugh. was uh, this, It's everything that they're telling us is a lie. And not only is it a lie most of the time, but it's getting to the point where we're able to look at this and see if the media is saying it, it's probably true of them. If they're, cra- if they're claiming collusion, if they're claiming racism, if they're claiming whatever it's probably happening. And it's probably, it's probably, and they cover up for the Democrat. They cover up for Obama. They cover up for Biden. They cover up for Clinton. They got, you know, so anyway, I just got wise to all of it. And it really pissed me off, especially the minority stuff. I was like, they're causing racism to thri- to, to stay in division, to stay alive and active and thrive. And they're encouraging it. But they're acting like they're not. They're acting like they're these white knights trying to protect minority classes and looking out for them. when They themselves are the ones perpetrating the racism and the division. And I just thought this is so um, uh, unconscionable that they're doing this. And so I ended up walking away from the Democrat Party. I ended up walking away from the liberal media and the left and everything. But I decided to start this movement to speak out about what I was learning. And so I created a group on Facebook called Hashtag away Campaign. I made a six minute video detailing everything that I had discovered that was wrong about liberalism in the Democrat Party. I put the video out, it went very viral, got millions and millions of views and it drew a lot of people in who were feeling exactly the same way. And so people started making their own videos, their own testimonials using the hashtag and bada bing, bada boom, it exploded and here we are.
0: I think that's uh, you know, I, I really appreciate you taking the baton there and sort of, you know, driving a movement out of it because I found myself in a very similar situation um, where, you know, it was like around, you know, 2015, 2016, but be- before uh, the election actually happened to start to see holes in the media coverage and areas where, you know, like they their the lies were revealed and it sort of blows your trust yeah. in the entire, in the entire thing. And then, you know, what got to me was I started following, I decided to be fair to Trump. I'm going to follow his supporters uh, to see their perspective. Like how could they actually support him given all this bad media coverage and why is he gaining all this momentum? And uh, it was in doing that, that you just sort of start to see that exactly what you said, that the things that the media accuses, you know, conservatives or Trump doing is actually what they're guilty of. And uh, it's, it's pretty remarkable to see that, you know, sort of yeah. play out continuously over the past couple of years to the point where even now, I think, you know, like people aren't really buying it anymore. It's growing stale. Their methods are, are, uh, are, are, you know, sort of not working the same way that they did a few years ago.
1: Well, there, people are not buying it the way that they used to. That's for sure. And I mean, we see that in the campaign because so many people are walking away and making their testimonials. And that's a big part of it is that they're talking about the media and how they feel betrayed and how you, that, you know, the, that betrayal from the media is, is the big catalyst for so many people about why they're walking away. Um, but of course, you know, sometimes it's hard to really know where you sit with things because in the world of social media, it's really the most extremes, I think, on both sides that get kind of the attention in the megaphone. Uh, I mean, in WalkAway, one of my key missions here is to try to grow the common sense center and, uh, you, you know, like get give more of a voice to people who are common sense and whatnot. But, you know, when you go on social media, you hear from all of the people on the left who are still believing everything. And they have no explanation. When you ask them, aren't you upset? about the fact that you know, uh, for two years you were strung along by CNN, MSNBC, Rachel Maddow, The New York Times. They promised you that there was collusion with Russia. They promised you that it was going to be Trump's undoing and they delivered nothing. And the rest of us knew all this time we've been trying to tell you guys, they're lying, they're lying, like there's nothing there. There's not gonna be the, and here we go again, impeachment, like there's nothing to Ukraine. Trump didn't do anything wrong. It's very likely we're going to find out that Biden did a lot of things wrong and Biden will be the one in trouble. But regardless, let's leave Biden out of it. I guarantee you with everything I have in my life, Trump is not going to be, be found guilty of any wrongdoing in this new Ukraine deal. But there's still people who learned nothing from the Russian collusion delusion and are going to be like, oh, no, no, this is it, this is it. The Ukraine, finally, he's going to get... No, he's not because the media yeah. is lying to you.
0: Yeah. And, and what's, you know, what's really uh, one distinction I'd like to make is that I think a lot of people like on Twitter that fully believe these things, I think they all have good intentions. But what I notice is how a lot of people are, are willing to overlook certain things that sort of caught me and stopped me right in my tracks. Like when I was following the election cycle last time around, um, you know, I started following, I started seeing those WikiLeaks that were coming out. People would retweet these WikiLeaks and these, these, uh, you know, uh, revelations that were coming about, out about how Hillary was actively working against, you know, they basically chose Hillary as a candidate long before, you know, they were able to give Bernie a chance. And, uh, you know, yes. I, I'll give you a little background come from, you know, I was born in Massachusetts, sort of like a liberal bubble over there. Everyone is very liberal and in, in like a America loving way. It's a little bit different than out here in California. Um, and, you know, I was a, looking for an outsider candidate, I supported Bernie. And then I watched firsthand them basically not give him the chance and choose a candidate undemocratically, which to me, it's like, you know, every policy in the book, whether you want healthcare, education, uh, you know, anything you can name any sort of liberal policy out there that they have great intentions for. I can't even look at that stuff. If you're not going to treat the democracy seriously, if you're not going to take um, our process for electing officials seriously, if you're going to bypass that and not uh, listen to the supporters votes. And I think it's pretty common now, or a lot of people would agree that Bernie probably would have be Trump in 2016. Um, and now I'm like, looking at the situation, I'm like, well, you know, at least the Republicans listened to the, the voter base. They weren't thrilled to have Trump as their candidate to start, but you know, they went with it because that's what the people chose. Um, which to me, again, it's like sort of democracy in our system, Trump's all of these, uh, all the policies that you could possibly fight for and to be able to look past that stuff is where I find uh, what is what I find the most interesting how people are able to sort of just, Oh yeah, you know, they rigged the election, but whatever. It's like, what do you mean? Yeah. Um, are you talking about rigged
1: the, the Democrat primary?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like the superdelegates were committed to Hillary before, uh, before the primaries in their States and all that stuff. And, um, you know, they, they, you know, Hillary Clinton had the debate questions before the debate, that kind of stuff that just showed you that they really did not care about the voters voice at all. So it's like, why, why? And what's interesting to me as we approach the next election is how people think that that's different. You know, it's like, uh, like there's a huge support for Yang. I think he's a very interesting candidate, but I just from being burned once, I I expect, uh, I don't expect them to actually choose the candidate that people want. Well, so are you a Democrat? No, well, now I'm, you know, I've walked away. Because it's not It's not the ideas that I'm I'm against. I think a lot of people on both sides agree with things like, we should have some sort of healthcare system, some sort of, edu- you know, good education system. Like, I think there's a lot of end goals that people have in common. Uh, but where the challenge is, is like the people trying to deliver those goals. So I find like the Democratic Party itself are the people that are not trusting your vote. They're the people that are rigging it against... Uh, Their their voter base. And so it's like those people in that organization. I have to walk away from
1: Yeah, well, I think yeah, right. Yeah Uh, First of all, congratulations for walking away. Good for you We have that in common and we have that in common with a lot of people now, which is great Um, But yeah, it's it's well first of all We see that with even this latest impeachment inquiry It's like they don't care at all about the voice of the people or the will of the people. I mean, the people voted for Donald Trump. The overwhelming voting electorate voted for Donald Trump. And first of all, they tried to dismiss that by saying no, Uh, it was uh, a rigged election and Russian interference. And basically they're trying to dismiss the fact that there really could possibly be this number of people who support the president, they do it when they go to his rallies and they say, those aren't real people at the rallies. Those are paid a- actors paid by the Trump campaign. I mean, it's absurd. They've done it with walk away. Uh, they say that my movement is not a real, they're not real people. They're Russian bots. It's a Russian propaganda campaign. And I'm not it's making this. a conspiracy this
0: theory. What? It's a conspiracy theory. One of their favorite terms to use.
1: Yeah. But I mean, it's, uh, and this isn't just, I mean, this is literally, if you look on CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, and uh, if you, if you Google hashtag walk away CNN, these are the stories, Washington Post, they say Kremlin operation, uh, Russian bots. The campaign is fucking testimonials. It's, it's people looking at their cameras and telling their videos about why they walked away. And they're like, And they've never reached out to me and said, can we get a comment, can we get a statement, can we get what, they do stories about my organization, about this movement, but don't ever get a single statement or an interview from the founder, and then just say, oh, it's Vladimir Putin and Russian bots. I mean, what they've done to me in this campaign is a a very small version of what they've done on a much grander scale to our president. And that's horrifying to think that this is the, like, I'm an American citizen. And honestly, what I've done is pretty remarkable because I started this with no money, no political contacts, no media contacts. Uh, you know, and in in a matter of months, uh, I was a regular uh, 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 a regular guest on Fox News. I uh, I was I, you know this year I, I opened at the Trump rally. I spoke you know, and I've had connections now within the campaign. I mean. And this movement has hundreds of thousands of people. We did a march on Washington last October. We had thousands of people that came. And it's just, you know, I'm an American citizen, but they don't even want to, like, tell this story. I mean, even if they said it from a negative perspective and said, like, American man loses his mind and starts walk away campaign. Fine, great. But it's, I mean, they're blatantly lying and saying that it's, it was conceived in Russia and that these aren't real people. These are Russian. It's scary. I mean, it's like they really want to dismiss the fact that anybody exists in this country who supports this president, that it's all, it's like they're creating a shadow reality, which is insane. And, um, and now they're trying to, you know, impeach him and get rid of him to once again invalidate the voices of the American people and the voters. I mean, this is our government. They're supposed to represent us. They're suppo- they're not supposed to represent illegal immigrants or uh, prop- uh, conspiracy theories. They're supposed to represent the American people, but they hate the American people. I don't understand why they have these jobs.
0: Well, it's really the American people are supposed to direct the policy and vote in officials that we you know, that we support, like, it's the foundation of democracy is the fact that the power comes from the people, and not from some other entity. And what was most alarming to me is the fact that, you know, it's sort of it feels like they choose their candidate, and they push their candidate on the people, and sort of do whatever it takes to make that person get the votes or get nominated or whatever, get them to the general election. I'm super curious to see how this, uh, you know, what's going to happen this year, because, if you see a lot more, like if you're on Twitter, you see so much support, so much momentum for people like Yang. I don't see much for like people like Kamala Harris, but she seems to be like one of the media favorites. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think it's just a overall. It it's undemocratic, and that to me, again, it's sort of like the you know principal sin that they broke there and, and totally betrayed my trust in their in their process. So for you when, when you meet people that, uh, you know, sort of when you meet them, they're like, Oh yes, I also walked away from the democratic party. What are some of like the main, uh, reasons that people give you? Like when you look at all those videos that you've compiled of people explaining what their story, what, what are some of like the, the most common themes
1: that people have, have woken up to the fact that they're being manipulated by the media and by the Democrats that, um, that they've spent their entire lives believing a narrative that it turned out wasn't true. I mean, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking kind of way because I mean, some of these are, um, you know, black people and uh, different racial minorities who have, I mean, imagine the realization of spending your entire life thinking that, you know, you're hated by white people and that you don't have a place in this world besides you know what the de- what what the media tells you your place is whatever and that's that's been a lie this whole time and um so that's i mean i think it's the betrayal in a word it's the it's betrayal and that's the people are waking up day by day by day by day to this betrayal and um and and that's it's devastating, I think, to a lot of people to it's a, it's a complete betrayal of trust. And when somebody betrays your trust in that way, you can't ever, it's like an abusive relationship. You know, you just can't ever go back. And th- it, so people are put in this kind of precarious position because on the one hand, they have such a bad taste in their mouth about Trump. Uh, and most of that is due to the very, you know, sources that they're walking away from. But They have a really bad taste in their mouths about Trump. They still have a bad taste in their mouth about Republicans, but they suddenly wake up one day and realize they can no longer trust the media and they can no longer trust the Democrat party. And so they're like, where do I go? What do I do? And so that's why I think my organization is so important because we are here to sort of embrace people who are ready to walk away from the Democrat party, but don't yet know what this means for them. And we don't tell people what to think, where to go, what to do, Uh, There are people in walkaway who are independents, libertarians, apolitical, Republicans, Trump supporters, non-Trump supporters, and everybody and anybody is welcome. And everybody is treated with respect and dignity. And we don't, you know, no one says, you got to love Trump. What are you thinking? Ah," You know, We we just respect the people who are like, no, I don't like this guy. It's cool. You don't have to. Just don't be a Democrat.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, you know, I'm glad you said that. Cause that's really what makes, you know, like, uh, you know, obviously you're a Trump supporter, but what I really appreciate about your movement is that's not, you think it's, yeah right <laughs> it's, it's not a, um, it's not like a Trump cult. You know, I, I don't really enjoy no. talking to people like in that sort of bubble or in that cult, cause they can be as guilty of sort of the mental prison as some Democrats can be as well. Um, but what I, uh, what I appreciate about your movement is that it's more about, flying away from corruption and manipulation and towards, you know, like democratic processes and listening to voters. Totally. Yep. So what, um, what do you expect for, you know, or, or what do you have sort of gearing up for this next election cycle? You know, the time is upon us, you know, it's, it's that time so,
1: of year. so much. So we last fall in October, it's hard to believe it's been almost a year. We did the Walk Away March on Washington, which was our first live event. And I think at that point, we, re- we recognized that there was such a need for um, activism and uh, and to travel around. I mean, we, we were getting so many messages from people who were saying, we so desperately wanted to be a part of your event, but we couldn't travel, we couldn't get away and it was, So we were like, we need to go to the people where they are, and so, that's what we've been doing is traveling around the country, doing different events. Um, it's always been a goal of mine to connect with different minority groups, which the Democrats have been marketing and uh, and kind of connecting with in a very disingenuous way. But on the other hand, the Republicans just ignore these groups entirely and are disastrous at communicating with them. So I wanted to kind of provide that bridge. Again, I'm not trying to make anyone a Republican if they don't want to be. It's totally you know, anyone's choice, but I just want to co- connect with people and let them know hey, look, you're being used and you don't have to be, you have a choice here. So, we've been doing these town hall events around the country. We've done the walkaway Black Americans Town Hall, the walkaway LGBT Americans Town Hall. Uh, we're just about to do our very first walkaway Hispanic Americans Town Hall. And in December, we'll be doing our first walkaway Jewish Americans town hall. And then we have a uh, an American uh, women's town hall in January, which is going to obviously be a women's event. Um, Dinesh D'Souza and I are headed to Portland, Oregon, the epicenter of hell, um, on November 5th to um, talk about how to rescue America. Uh, and... Uh, also, we're about to launch our college campus tour, and I'm going to be all over college campuses in October, November, and December. Um, and then, of course, next semester as well, but we have to line up our uh, next semester dates, uh, including we're going to be in Berkeley College, where, I mean, just all across the map. And then we're doing a number of conferences and engagements. We also are, have created an educational video series called The Hard Truth, um, where it's each episode's about you know three to five minutes long with a different speaker talking about a different topic, and some of my you know, friends in the conservative movement like Joy Vila, Anomaly, um, uh, Tracy Beans. Uh, I, so we've already shot about ten of these episodes, and they're on subjects ranging from uh, socialism to liberal media bias to anti-Semitism, censorship, um, race relations uh, the manipulation of, uh, uh, of the media when it comes to women and children and tragedies and illegal immigration. And so we've got uh, just, uh, we're always working, always working. And, um, we're going to also be doing another March on Washington in 2020 leading up to the election. So we'll be making a big announcement about that soon.
0: That's phenomenal. I, I, you know, that's, that's a lot of energy and a lot of work. I can tell you very passionate about this, uh, about this movement, um, I mean what, what would be like your ideal scene for you know going into 2020 like how much would you like to do you have any like goals in mind or things that you know you really want to see accomplished before then?
1: Well, what I want to see is uh, is a true uh, well, I think I'm already starting to see it honestly, I want to see these different minority classes of people begin to have an awakening on a widespread uh, s- scale. And uh, to see more and more people realize that they have a choice, that they don't have to be a Democrat based off of their skin color, their gender, their sexual orientation, etc. What I'm not going to do is sit here and put numbers on it because I've seen other people do that. And I think it's a disastrous strategy. Um, There are others in the conservative movement who have said, I am going to... Because of me, there will be a, you know, this big of a shift by 2020 and, we're gonna, and I'm just like, that's such a bad idea. Like, what are you doing? Um, because if you fall short of that, which could happen, um, you know, it's, it's just not a it's good idea.
0: It's like a failure instead of like any progress is yeah. a victory.
1: Exactly. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, so... I'm going to have to kind of continue to gauge and re-gauge and gauge again and re-re-re-engage about how things are looking, you know, from month to month to month as we get closer and closer. uh, You know, the only thing that really holds us back is financing, Uh, you know, because we're, we're, we're funded entirely through the grassroots. You know, it's like hardworking Americans send us money and we take the money that we get. When I say we, I'm talking about my tiny little team of four or five people that uh, are pulling all of these strings and working seven days a week, and doing each of us doing the jobs of twenty people. Uh, but that's all that you know. I mean, if we had a huge budget to work with, we'd be doing events every week or all across the country. Um, but you know, we only do what we can afford to do, and so we we just try to maximize the impact that we can with what the resources that we have available to us.
0: How, uh, so first of all, you mentioned that video training course. Where do people find that?
1: Well, these are videos that are available on YouTube and it's, our series is called the hard truth. And they're just, I mean, literally they're just like three to five minute videos on a topic. So you can play one, learn some um, the The first episode is my episode, which is on liberal media bias. And you'll learn some really fascinating, interesting things about, Uh, the media and how the media has changed that, you know, back in the 70s, it was something like 35% of reporters identified as Democrat and about 26 or 7% identified as Republican. And now only 7% of journalists identify as Republican. So the vast majority of our media now is liberal. And I mean, like 90% of the media that comes out is anti-Trump, is uh, pro-Democrat, and it's, you know, so when people talk about the liberal media, that's a very, very real thing. And they're creating the news. They're creating the news. You know, I mean, they're creating a reality that isn't really happening. They're, they're trying to convince you that the greatest threat to uh, America is white supremacy. Uh, okay. I mean, I live my life. I've lived in New York City for uh, decades, and... I'm not seeing the white supremacy, you know, and I don't, sure, if they run out and they follow like the 12 remaining people in the KKK, uh, you know, constantly and then tell us that this is a direct reflection of what's happening all over America, then yeah, that kind of paints a picture, but that is not reality. That's, you know, so um, it's, 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 we just have a very, very terrible situation with the media in this country.
0: I agree. It's, it's definitely a, you know, it's like a psychological challenge more than anything is getting people to, to see through it and to be able to, you know, more, there's so many people out there, including yourself or sort of they're sharing, uh, you know, are exposing these media, you know, sort of the manipulation tactics or the way that they frame things. Um, and they, you know, and you're able to, you know, just, sort of pierce the veil for people's uh, sort of rigid mental structure of like, they've been committed to this party their entire life. They've had this, you know, belief system their entire life. And so to be able to sort of like pierce through that and change that, I think is, is it's very challenging to do. It's very hard to do. And, uh, and, you know, I think we're fortunate though, that at least now with the internet, with so many people sort of stepping up and, and realizing this, there is a lot of momentum to at least gain control of, you know, what, thoughts you have and what information you're consuming. Cause at the end of the day, I think it would be unhealthy if everyone left the democratic party because of, you know, their, uh you know, I, I'd rather see them reform and be democratic and have like a fair debate between people. You know, I think it's a great idea to have. Yeah. Like I don't think anyone's like pushing for a one singular way of thinking. Um, but I no, think that would be important. the yeah, most be terrible thing. Yeah, exactly. Terrible. Yeah. And so it's not so much about like, nobody having a conflict of ideas more so like having people have the right information the right mindset the right attitude towards new information to be able to you know balance you know figure out what's the truth what's not the truth what what information's being distorted before it gets to you and and be able to exchange your ideas as new information becomes available
1: yes Agreed. I think uh, I would. I we have to have a two party system, at least a two party system, because we have to have uh, an exchange of ideas and a, a debate and uh, a, ongoing discussions and disagreements, so that we can get to you know the best solutions to our problems. And and I mean that that type of uh, of friction is beneficial. It's a good thing, um, but <laughs> we've got a gross imbalance here where we've got one group of people who I think is altruistically kind of fighting for America, and then we've got a group of people who are just absolutely deranged and ins- like and, and hell-bent on all they care about is getting rid of the president, and there's absolutely no focus whatsoever put on progress, the American people, and once again, all they're doing is invalidating the voices of the American people. So what, I mean, what the hell is the point? Uh, but yeah, we need to get back to the point where we have two sane groups of people with opposing ideas that can have a a discussion and a debate. And how nice would it be to see like, you know, a bipartisan, more bipartisan initiatives that bring people together?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something that's you know, like you're never going to catch the media talking about bringing people together, you know, and that's it's like, you know, it's a red flag by itself. The fact that they're not really trying to, you know, find solutions to unite people because they're a business and they're focused on outrage and they're focused on stoking right. fears and anxiety and stuff like that. Um, I think you're completely right on. We need, we need to find that common ground and, uh, bring, the, yes, bring the people together. Uh, Brandon, man, uh, I love what you're doing, I really appreciate everything that you're, you're pushing for and the movement that you're working on. Uh, where can people find you know, your content, where, what should they do to support your movement? Sure, so if
1: people go to walkawaycampaign.com, uh, they can kind of check out who we are and what we're doing. Um, the website that we currently have available for people is under, uh, it's not under construction, but it's going to be uh, changing soon to a new website. So um, the walkwaycampaign.com that they're currently seeing does not house all of the testimonials, all of the, we've got kind of a scattering on them. The greatest thing that people could do is to go on the website, click join the movement. If they, if they click that button, it's going to redirect them to the Facebook group that started everything that has hundreds of thousands of people, tens of thousands of written and video testimonials, which are just incredible to read and to watch and to experience it'll make your day it'll make you feel great and hopeful to see those stories from real people telling their stories about why they're walking away it's it's so great but more importantly i would say most importantly is for people to go to our website walkawaycampaign.com click donate and support our organization because the more funding we have available to us, the more colleges we can get to, the more minority communities we can get to, the more events we can do, the more videos we can produce. You will never find a group of people more dedicated to this little team at the walkway campaign who wants to make a huge difference in in, in reforming and changing and, and really doing away with the Democratic Party in its current iteration as I say, you know, I agree with you, we must have a Democrat party, we must have at least a two-party system, but the, the Democrat party as it exists today is, is anti-American and unacceptable, and same goes for the media. We, the media in this country must learn that they have to start telling the truth, they have to start representing uh, honest, accurate information for the American people, and so um, this, is, this is the message that we wanna get out to as many people as possible, and so we need people's support please go to walkawaycampaign.com, click donate, make a donation and, and become a monthly sponsor if you can to our organization. We're working so, so hard, but we need your help. So please walkawaycampaign.com, join the movement and donate to our organization.
0: All right, everybody, you heard him. Go do it, be a part of this thing. And uh, and again, Brandon, thank you for, for what you're doing and thanks for your time today.
1: Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Anytime.